Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Logan's Devotions. It's great to be together. Wonderful to open up God's Word for another day and see what he has to say. We're turning through to Luke chapter 10 again, but before I read our passage, as always, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. It is rich and true, but we do need your help to learn and understand it. And so we pray that you would give us insight from your Holy Spirit that it might be applied to our hearts, and that we might see Christ and love him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke 10, picking up at verse 21. In that same hour he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding, and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then, turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see, and do not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. Well, this is a very, very profound passage. And what I mean by profound, I mean we could spend the next two weeks, two years of devotions exploring. This is one of the most profound sections, in my mind, in the Gospel according to Luke. Luke, in a few verses, sort of opens up a crack into the glorious, infinite mystery of our triune God. Especially the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we're not going to spend the next two years in this passage. And so we're going to, in a sense, just sort of scratch the surface. Just just scratch on the surface so that, Lord willing, a little crack might open up. That you, in the weeks ahead, might peer into, plumb, meditate upon. I would encourage you to take this passage away, write it on a piece of card, stick it in your pocket, and ponder on for the rest of your life. So let's do that. Let's just observe a few incredible statements that are made. Firstly, notice the triune nature of this passage. Jesus, the God-man, says, or we're told, that he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit, that he prayed to the Father, in verse 21, and that he speaks of himself as the Son. Striking, isn't it? Here is Jesus, a man, on earth, speaking of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's either a lunatic, or he's God declaring truth, which we know to be true. It, it, it's incredible. We just read over these things, don't we? But, but just 
Just picture for a second, here's just a Jewish man from outward appearance at the time. Here is a Jewish rabbi speaking and praying to the Father, rejoicing in the Holy Spirit, and speaking of the relationship between the Father and the Son. That's profound. It really, really is profound. Worship him. Worship him. But but notice also the 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 thing he rejoices is he says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, such was your gracious will. He looks at the 72 disciples that have just returned from their mission, and he says, after saying to them that your name is written in heaven, that's what you should rejoice over. He says, Father, thank you so much that these 72 children, pretty ignorant fellows compared to the spiritual elite, to these, you have revealed the truth. But to those who are significant in this world, they're blind. And what does this remind us? This reminds us that the only way anyone enters the kingdom of God, the only way anyone believes in Christ, the only hope anyone has in this world, is that God himself reveals the truth. That God reveals to the individual who Christ is, and therefore causes them to lay hold of them, of him. And, and this should encourage us to pray, shouldn't it? I mean, you think about your loved ones, think about your friends, think about those who you deeply care about that you long to believe. You cannot, you cannot convince them to become believers. You cannot cause them to see. The only way they will believe is if God gives them eyes to see and a heart to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. So pray, pray, and pray, and do not give up praying until they're either dead or born again. That is the only hope you have, that they might be made little children. But how do they get that truth? How do they get the revelation of God to know the Father? Jesus tells us, he says, all things have been handed over to me. Now, it's a profound statement, isn't it? You imagine people hearing Jesus say that. Father, all things have been handed over to me, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. What's Jesus saying here? Well, without delving into incredible Christology and also incredible theology proper, what's, what's being told to us here is that the only one way anyone can know God, and especially God the Father, the only way that that's possible is for God to be revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. You see, this is why the incarnation was necessary. As John would say in chapter 1, no one knew him. No one knew God. But God, who was at his side, he has made him known. No one would ever be able to know what God is like unless the incarnation of Christ took place. This is something Calvin picks up on and also Owen picks up on and pretty much most writers pick up on, is that the, the reason Jesus had to be made flesh, the reason the second person of the Trinity had to be made flesh, was because without that we would never be able to understand anything about God whatsoever. Because everything God would reveal about himself 
would be arbitrary and unknowable. But in Christ, we get to know, we get to truly know. And in coming to Christ, the person, the, the twofold natures of Christ, his human and divine nature together in one person, as we come to him, we begin to comprehend something of what God the Father is like. And as we begin to comprehend something of what the God the Father is like, we begin to understand more of what Jesus Christ is about. And as we understand more of what Jesus Christ is about, we know more of the Father and vice versa. And what the Holy Spirit is doing, who is revealing these things, who is Make, illuminating these things and making these things understandable. He is causing us to know the Father and the Son by illuminating like a spotlight, showing us Christ that we might know the Father, that we might know the Son, and back and forth, that we get brought into a deeper knowledge and fear of the whole Godhead as they work in unison. You see, all persons of the Trinity do everything together in unison. And so they're working together in unison to reveal themselves, to reveal God to humans. This is why Jesus says to the disciples privately, blessed are you who see. Because prophets and kings long to see this and know this. David wished he could have seen and understood. Isaiah wished he could have understood. Ezekiel, Moses, all of them from a distance gazed at the future coming Christ, the Messiah, and they wondered what it would be like. And they couldn't fully understand. They put their trust in him. They believed in him. They hoped in him, but they could not really understand. They looked through murky windows. But we've seen clearly not fully, but we've seen clearly in light of the coming of Christ. And yes, we wait for a day when we will see fully clearly. And yet we see so much better than them. So rejoice and peer into the glories of Christ as he's revealed in the New Testament and the Old. And just let his glory wash over you. And ponder and meditate upon his splendor. Let's pray. Father in heaven, these things are, are so far beyond us. They're, they're so far beyond me. I don't have time or adequate words to explain the glorious depths of them. But we pray, would you help us to grow in our knowledge of them? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.